this is the Revolution Now podcast. Royalty-free music created by us, played by us. Feel free to use it. We won't plagiarise you. Welcome to the Revolution Now podcast. I'm Janvi. I'm Farrell. And through this podcast, we ask you, the listeners, to join us and to educate. To organise. And, and to agitate. Almost. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm sorry, who is this? Um, actually, I don't know. I've not spoken to you in a while. Do you remember me? Mm, no, I think, was your name Farrell? Well, actually, I, I, actually I don't want to be rude. Actually, I don't want to be rude, but I've actually become a TikTok sensation since we've last spoken. Sure, sure. The Palestinian commie. You may have heard about me before. Sure, sure. Shameless plug at your TikTok. 1.3 million. <laughs> it's a very good video. Everyone should go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Just going to say it one more time. Palestinian commie? What a shameless plug. <laughs> but I have retired. I have retired. The fame unless got to her head. Forces me out, unless something forces me out of retirement. Out of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, how are you? How have you been? Uh, mate, I'm not good. I'm not uh, good. I've why? survived the Jubilee. I survived the royal royal funeral. I can't do much. I can't take much more. Can you how not? Are you, how are you doing? Oh, sensational. Perfect. All of that. Oh, it's obviously been a while since we recorded the the last podcast. Um, how many months has it been? Let's not talk about that. A good few <laughs> months. Yeah, it's been a little while, but we aim to to catch up. Um, in this podcast, we really are squeezing squeezing quite a few topics into today's <laughs> podcast. Um, so it's, we should probably get started. Actually, I'm looking at the list of it now, Jam. It's quite long. We should probably get started. <laughs> let's get let's get into it. Um, I think we, God, I think we wanted to start with the situation of like British politics at the minute. Um, since we've last spoken, I think our last podcast was April or May, um, and now it's November, and a lot has happened in. Um, in British politics, we've had three different, uh, well, I say different, three Tory prime ministers um, in the space of a few months, actually in the space of a few weeks, <laughs> to, to be honest, how, like a lettuce outlived Liz Truss, so it was barely that long at all. Um, like one Tory isn't bad enough, we've we've had three. Um, and obviously just the state of, of British politics. I actually can't remember what was the triggering factor that led to Boris Johnson's resignation. I mean, for me, his whole prime ministerial term was bad enough. Mm. I, I can't I can't think what was the specific trigger in in was it in August or July? What was the trigger that I actually can't even remember the me either. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, can we swear? I just <laughs> I think we can. We have in previous ones, it's fine. All right, All right good. You shouldn't have said that now because I'm gonna swear <laughs> second word talking about Tories, but um What yeah, I, I read, actually... which was even insane, was that like she was only the PM for what fifty days and she's entitled to what was it, 115k a year for the rest yeah. of her life. She was here for fifty days. What's it's that? Actually, about? It's actually despicable. And now when you think about it, like that means David Cameron's entitled to that. That means all of them are entitled to that. And how like, much do they get across insane. their lifetime? How much does that add up to? And then how much under the table to vote on certain things, to sway mm. policies in certain directions? It's like, it's just a filthy job, really, at the end of the day. There's there's no real honest intention um, behind behind that job. Um, but what's, what's, what was quite shocking for me personally on this whole debacle is when we're at that point when Liz Truss resigned and then people were saying to bring back Boris. <laughs> 
oh, oh. <laughs> I was, it was honestly like Black Mirror. But that's scary. It, it was honestly just like, what, have, were you not alive? Were you not living here since 2019? Did you not see everything that he did? Like, it's honestly quite shocking that people have this like fishbowl memory when it comes to Tories and their behaviour. And even with what's happening now with Matt Hancock, I actually wasn't going to mention it, but now it's come up. Um, you know, people trying to humanise, for people who don't know, Matt Hancock was the health secretary during the COVID-19 pandemic. He's conservative. And right now he's actually currently, he did resign as health secretary, but um, he still is a sitting MP for his constituency. Um, and he went off to do a celebrity TV show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. This, yeah, I don't know how you explain that program. It's a reality TV show. Um, and like, he's gone on that show when he's a yeah, sitting MP. What happened to his constituents? Like, I don't mean to be rude. I remember last time I tried to see my MP, there was like a 15-week wait limit. So he's ditched his constituents to go on this TV show. And he's being paid, what is it, 400K for this TV show. And then he's promoting his own book on this TV show. And he's saying, like, he does, he, like, he wants to humanise politicians. How can you? When he literally, people weren't even allowed to go to a loved one's funerals or go to visit people in the hospital. And he was doing that. He literally, if for people who also don't know, he had an affair whilst he was telling, like he was basically having sexual relations with, um, he was married and he was having sexual relations with someone else um, when he was telling everyone else to isolate and to not meet the, you know, not even to attend, like people couldn't attend funerals of their loved ones who had passed away from COVID. Um, like what you just said, like he is a disgusting hypocrite and he also has blood on his hands. And the fact that he's literally just gallivanting around Australia, being paid 400k to do so whilst ditching all of his constituents, it's honestly quite shocking. Like, Tories, literally, they, they're not really in the real world. Like, I can't grasp the fact, who said that would be a good idea? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't, and then he's trying to justify his affair. I don't know if anyone's seen that Kim Woodburn. I fell in love. I fell in love. Did you see that Kim Woodburn clip? That that clip. (laughs) (laughs) He is an adulterer. He's an adulterer. And then he's trying to justify it by saying, well, I fell in love and these things happen. Honestly, it made me feel so sick. I don't don't know how anyone has the, sorry, the brass neck. After that footage came out, that's so embarrassing. I honestly would never go outside again if footage like that came out of me. That was so embarrassing. I did see that somebody, I don't know who it was, flew a plane over the Australian camp and it said, COVID bereaved said, get out of here. So I thought (gasps) it was quite interesting. They flew it. Yeah, I'll send you it after this. But they they flew it over the camp and they they put that sign up. I thought that was quite interesting. I saw it on like a Guardian article. Not that Guardian's like a, you know, source just to put that out there. But I saw. I also saw on Instagram as well. Oh, I need to look at that. I didn't see that. Oh, damn! I I'll need send to share you. The, that. I'll send you yeah, the pictures. Send, send that to me. <laughs> My God! But I've seen like a lot of people. The thing is, on the show, you can see a lot of people just want to get votes, so they're not even really using their own kind of instincts to gauge what he did was wrong or kind of have any do you know what I mean they're kind of mm. thinking hmm, what will be more popular with people at home that's the kind of view and a lot of people are like getting behind George Michael not George Michael god no god no god rest George Michael's soul my god I'm so tired I'm so sorry <laughs> they're getting behind Boyd George oh my god I'm so, I, oh my god Janvi 
God, definitely not George Michael. I, I know what you Michael. meant. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's, no, it's okay. So Let's just put a disclaimer. I meant that, that bastard boy George. Okay, I meant the bastard boy George. It's like the royal, the royal family episode. Let's, let's all just over say, again. let's just say we're working, gals. We're a bit tired. So <laughs> we are okay. recording this at nine p.m. <laughs> it's nine thirty, actually. I, <laughs> okay, I meant that bastard boy George, who's also a contestant on um, I'm supposed to get me out of here, and he's kind of the only one that was slightly critical, but not really critical, but slightly critical. And then like people are getting behind him, like yeah, what boy George said. It's like also forgetting the fact I don't be rude, but boy George has also been arrested for like tying someone up to a radiator and other things as well. And on top of that, if we want to talk about like principal politics of the campmates, like he's very pro Israel and. Um, he's made songs with Israeli artists and saying like people like he's basically telling people that they shouldn't boycott Israel um, and that music goes beyond borders which is just the most ridiculous most whitest apartheid thing you can say Um, it's like Rod Stewart all over again I won't get into Rod Stewart either he can't sing I'll just leave it there but um, yeah people not really even like criticizing that but that was a big tangent <laughs> we wanted to talk about as well kind of like the handover from trust to rishi sunak um like i i find it quite shocking that now we have the richest prime minister we've ever had with actually no mandate no one voted for him no, no one voted one. for liz trust either no one voted for rishi who doesn't have any working class friends sunak like no one voted for him mm-hmm. how do we have the the richest prime minister we've ever had presiding over a majority working class country a man who spends thirteen thousand pounds heating up his his new 400k pool you know he has a property portfolio he owns multiple buildings his wife is a billionaire we have him presiding over the largest homeless population in europe like it's actually disgusting and i can't understand how how people are just accepting it i i can't i can't understand i sorry jam sorry i just i, I can't know understand. i think for me as someone who is also south, south asian don't claim him but um what bothered me was the fact that they did all of this on Diwali. I felt like that was a bit calculated because we all know that's a big oh, day. I actually never thought about that. It's, it's a bit calculated. I was a bit upset. I was like, really? You're going to see that? I was literally at the temple, like, really? Seeing it all on my phone, I was like, come on. Like, let's just rein it in a little bit. And mm. not to mention, I think I saw this tweet, which I think I posted to my Instagram, where someone literally said, so we live in a country where we can elect a South Asian prime minister who deliberately diverted money from urban areas which have more people of colour to leafy white Tory areas. And I thought if that doesn't sum up, just because he may be a person of colour doesn't mean that he's doesn't mean that he's an ally. And I also saw someone post on their Instagram how they have more in common with the white working class than they do with Rishi Sunak and they're also a person of colour, which is true. I yeah. think I do as well. It's true. No, it's true. Having people of color in in positions of power doesn't mean they're progressive you know when we have people who you know especially if they're like rishi sunak preet patel when they're right wing when they're neoliberal when they're racist themselves when they're upholding misogyny they're pro-life when they're filthy rich when you know especially in the case of preet patel making you know also ella braverman making deportation prisons you know that isn't progressive like and the the issue is how did your family get here like, have we not thought that your family were also refugees as well? Like, I'm speaking because that's how my dad came here as well. Like, it's just really weird to see like that because I could never have those viewpoints. It's, it's how it's literally how your class can betray everything else. Like, you're born into a class, yes, but then there are people who do that can 
work their way to a different class and then that becomes their whole kind of being do you get what I mean yeah like once they get into that kind of position of privilege and power in that class everything else is obsolete do you know what I mean so Mm. I I do strongly strong I see that in the sense of some Palestinians as well especially in the case of Latin America like a lot of Palestinians who you know became wealthy um in Latin America just turn their turn their backs they would rather support you know a right-wing um, Zionist because that that Zionist that politician would protect their wealth then protect a left-wing politician because per se he might pass socialist policies that might that might threaten their disgusting abundance of wealth do you know what I mean class yeah. um overrides everything else I think it's just when I went into work and I hope nobody from my work is listening to this when I went into work somebody did come up to me and the first thing they spoke to me basically so Diwali and all that was on the Monday and I went in on the Tuesday and I had somebody come up to me basically just start talking to me about it and that was immediately what they started talking to me about it and how happy I must be because he is what Indian and I am Indian and I'm just like he's a Tory what the fuck but I, I didn't even know what to say because I thought okay she's just gonna do this with everyone she didn't it was just with me but it's like oh it's and I know that they didn't come with a place it didn't come from a place of malice but I just know it's because these people don't aren't like up to date on what he truly stands for they just look at the picture and rather look into rather than look into what somebody actually stands for exactly for me i i don't i don't see it like that i think it really depends on the way you see you see politics i don't see it as necessarily okay for example Leila moran she's the first palestinian mp she's a liberal democrat i would never associate myself with liberal democrats it's the most limpest political party we have at least tory you know what they're about do you know what I mean? Lib Dem, they they sway here and there whenever it suits them. They're not really, they don't really have certain positions on anything. They'll put like, you know, uh, betray whoever um, to get into a position of power. Like, and she doesn't do anything for Palestine. Do you know what I mean? And people are like, oh, it's so great, you know, to have this Palestinian MP. Well, it's not really, because she doesn't really do anything. She doesn't have left-wing, really left-wing policies that I would associate my beliefs with. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. And it's kind of like, people it's just crazy how people don't look into it like I was having identity pe- politics yeah. I was having people from my family again hope they don't listen to this some of them that are in, in India and one of them posted about how good it is to have um an Indian person ru- like ruling on the colonizers land and stuff like that and I'm like really really like it's like you didn't take two seconds to see what this person stands for just because he's Indian or just because he's a person of color doesn't He's working with the descendants yeah. of the people that colonized. Like, like, that makes... all the colonial families, like, and that, do you know what I mean? All the that descendants makes it, of them. That makes sense. And you have to sort of think about, is is this, not too rude, but is this like a token person? Like, yeah. when, you look, is, yeah. when you look at what the Tories, I only know because you actually posted this to your story and I was gobsmacked about some of the stuff that they were using as their slogans back in the day about coloured people. Wow. And I would mm. not want to be associated with such a... Um, just 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 to clarify as well if anyone wants to google it go look at old conservative um election materials but they literally had materials that said do you want an n-word next door if you don't vote tory uh, that was actually the their slogans back in the day oh if you want an n-word living next door to you vote labor like that was their kind of like slanderous campaign against labor too um but even even now it's like i actually don't know who i would vote for if there's a general election tomorrow that's with all honesty like i despise oh my god don't get me started I despise that yes, cretin Star. rat cockroach sellout spineless. So I say rat, I can't remember. Keir Starmer, who like, you know, actually once upon a time 
you know, he, he, you know, he spoke at CADFA events. If people don't know CADFA, it's this Camden, Abu Dhabi, this London-Palestine partnership um, association. Like, he used to speak in favour of Palestine the moment he comes to power. Like, I've never seen someone change, like, what's the word? Jump boats? What's the, yeah. what's the word? Jump ship. Jump ship. <laughs> Jump boats. <laughs> Jump yachts, in his case. Um, I've never seen someone do it so quick. Um, and then he's repeating these kind of really racist, anti-Palestinian tropes and, you know, um, bum-licking uh, Labour Friends of Israel. Um, I've never, I, I could never vote for someone like that. Do Honestly, you know I mean? no, I agree. I don't know who I'd vote for. And it's actually scary because I have no faith in anybody exactly. standing at the moment. And I think also we need to focus less. I see a lot of people like, oh, he's getting more progressive people into the Labour Party. It's like, I think we, like, as in progressive, they want more like POC and people in the Labour Party, which we definitely need more representation in British politics. Yes, but we need to focus on less trying to change the system from within. Do you know what I mean? The system is the problem. Like, we actually need a new system. And like I swear I've said this so many times in the podcast, but even if you think about it in the most simplest of terms, like 652 MPs can't represent 66 7 million people do you mm. know what i mean it's, it's not representative we need an actual even the voting system an actual democratic voting system first past the post isn't democratic and it isn't cutting it like how are we even accepting a system where you know only two parties co-win like can actually win office we need yeah. you know a system where more than just two parties can actually win a system where everyone is heard represented and really most importantly a system where everyone is taken care of and like this isn't like you know like wishful thinking or being too optimistic people always tell me like i'm too optimistic we can literally like fight for a world where everyone has a roof over their head has a warm place to call home has food on the table has universal health care access to education you know a society where we take care of each other like i don't know why this has become like so out of grasp and people think like that's impossible to have a society where everyone's cared for do you know what i mean yeah anyway i think the next topic we we wanted to touch on um briefly was um because there's so many topics <laughs> we've only we've been speaking 17 minutes okay um the next thing we wanted to briefly touch on was um the rail strikes, the RMT strikes, um, just up oil, and a lot of protesting action that's been taking place um, across um, England, Scotland, and Wales. Um, and, you know, we're talking about, okay, RMT strikes, you know, um, all the transport companies, you know, these companies are making soaring profits, okay? And people are demonizing the workers of those companies, they're daring to strike, and people are criticizing that. And it's honestly, I've really baffles me, like, and it really annoys me when it's also people who are working class who will go against people. Oh my god, it's so inconvenient that they're they're striking. Oh my god, I can't get to this place, or I can't respect people's right to strike. Mm -hmm. And it's just a reminder that, like, you know, um, whilst these companies are making soaring profits, those profits are the unpaid wages of the working class and we should support everyone's strikes. And now nurses are about to have their, I think it's their first strike in over a hundred years, striking quite literally, not just for their lives because they're on poverty wages, they're underpaid, they're overworked, not even just for that, it's for the survival of our NHS. Like, and the way in which people are demonizing those strikes, oh, well, I hope they're not, you know, essential things are going to be, of course, we understand how important healthcare is, but without their, like, without their strike we'll, we literally wouldn't have an nhs mm. like it's literally right on the it's literally in bits like we literally barely have it as as we do right now um and also like the power of strikes really shouldn't be underestimated like how how do people think we got weekends how do we get proper 
laws around working hours, like maternity leave, sick leave, paid holidays. That was through the it's work. It's like people and don't know that. Strikes. Yeah, that's how we got it. That's how you got sick leave. That's how you got maternity leave, paternity leave was through trade unions and striking. You know, greedy bosses don't give it to us out of the goodwill of their hearts. But, Do you know what I mean? We have yeah. to fight for it. I mean, I did see um, the RMT uh, Union General Secretary, Mick Lynch. I just saw this quote of his and it's really, it really simple. It's as simple as this. The union is determined to continue with this campaign until the employers understand that they need to respond to our members' aspirations on job security, pay and working conditions. I don't really think that's asking for too much. Exactly. And they're not even asking. To be honest, I would ask for a lot more, especially him living in London and the cost of uh, of life in London. Like they're really asking for basic respect in, in what they're asking for. Do you know what I mean? Basic respect for the work that they're doing. Um, and what's actually really quite terrifying is people's reaction to just up oil protests when they, they poured um, the tomato soup over that Van Gogh painting and even prior to that like I think it was a year ago the Insulate Britain protest Do you remember when people were on the roads yeah and predicting actually what's happening now because now we are suffering with heating our homes and they predict this a long time ago and people's reaction the way they demonize that like it just made me think like damn I wonder who paid those like newspapers and stuff to demonize those protests looking at the situation we're in now. Do you, I mean, people actually cannot insulate their homes. People are freezing. Yeah. Right now we have things called warm, warm banks. <laughs> warm, what the fuck? What are these warm hubs? <laughs> what, what the fuck? I actually can't believe like in this day and age, we have a prime minister who's paying thousands of pounds to heat up his pool. Yet the rest of us peasants have to go to warm banks to stay warm. Like, honestly, what, how are we accepting this? I can't understand how anyone's accepting this. It quite literally, nothing has changed. We're literally the peasants. They're the ruling classes. There isn't mm. this kind of, like, individual kind of divide anymore. I think the lines are pretty clear. Like, and people even trying to, oh, my God, the Insulate Britain thing, that made me so angry. Not their protest, because they have a right to protest, but people's reaction to it. People saying, oh, I'll run you over. People actually, like, I saw this stupid man, like, or it was a woman, I can't remember, um, spraying ink and stuff on the protesters' faces Mm. and, like, trying to physically lift them up, like, I'm sorry, it's their right to protest. You might not think that that place is an adequate place to protest, but it's their right. It's literally their right. And what precedent are are you setting when you say it's okay to do that to someone's protest? People right now condemning, you know, uh, how Iranian authorities are treating protests in Iran. Yet quite literally are saying they will run over protesters here for saying they want to insulate everyone's homes fairly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it it's doesn't. It's just a blatant hypocrisy. And like even like British Gas has made a profit of over 1.3 billion this year. And those bosses are, are pocketing that whilst we're using warm banks. And didn't, wasn't it BP have like their profits have gone up by so much more comparison to lot? Yeah, in in comparison to last year. And we're all struggling. That's the one thing I don't understand is like, oh, don't even get me started. I saw this post. So with everything going on, this is such a weird tangent, but I just want to mention it quickly. You know, with Elon Musk and him buying Twitter and everything. So the cost to buy Twitter was apparently $44 billion and to end UK homelessness costs $22 billion and feeding those facing famine this year, $7 billion. So quite literally for that cost, he could have fixed the homelessness and famine issue in this country, which is so crazy that someone has that much money that they can do that. It's actually, it's actually disturbing. And I actually even saw um, the, the Kate Winslet thing. Um, she, 
so Kate Winslet, she 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 was being really praised for paying someone's electricity bills. And I just think like, you know, fuck having to beg a rich person for help. Like rich people actually shouldn't exist. And I think it's quite literate in the sense we can quite see, like we can see with our own eyes what they choose to do with that money. Do you know what I mean? And if you actually think Elon Musk, this this boy who was raised in apartheid Africa, who gained his wealth through family wealth through an apartheid emerald mine. Do you know what I mean? Like if you think he genuinely has earned that 40 billion that he, was it 40 billion that he paid 44. for Twitter? 44 billion that he paid for for Twitter. If you think he's earned every penny or cent of that, like he hasn't. Do you know what I mean? Everyone thinks like, oh, they've had... earned that money. They haven't. They but even if they had their workers or planet. But even in a in like a f- good world, if they did earn that, why would like fairly? Why would you not want to help people? Like, why would you not want to give your money to something good and to help people? But we full well know, do they deserve that much money? I don't know. Even even the fucking utopia. I'm swearing so much now. <laughs> but even the utopia, not the utopia, the dystopia of um, Philip. I don't know if people. I know we get like international listeners on this on the podcast, but there's a TV show here, um, a British TV show called This Morning. It's like a morning TV show, and there are two presenters called Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield. To me, they um, physically make me feel sick. Um, I really despise them. Um, I find them really annoying and not entertaining. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. They did this, um, they do, you know, these like contests for money and they did this spin the wheel. It used to be spin the wheel, I think, for money and prizes. And then one of the prizes they put was to pay someone's electricity bills because bills have gone up that much. And it's like, what kind of, what has this world come to? That this is now the prize of a game show to pay someone's electricity bills. I'm sorry. What has this world come to where that has become like it's it's actually nuts it's and, scary and we shouldn't and it really comes down to and it really pisses me off like um even seeing kate winslet pay someone's electricity bills like we shouldn't do you know what i mean we shouldn't have to beg for rich people to to solve our problems or you know and it boils down to even the simple notion like charity is literally a failure of government do you know what I mean? Governments, we pay taxes and we pay a fuckload of them. And I've just seen now taxes are actually going to go up as well. Obviously not for rich people who hide I did all their see, money. But I did see yeah. that Jeremy Hunt did say that everyone's taxes should go up. Why should everybody's? Why should everybody's? Are they not high? Where the hell are our taxes going now? I'm sorry, what the fuck? I Like, go to the doctors. You're, you're literally in A&E for like, what is it, like... 12 hours waiting where the fuck are our tax where is it going mm. where's all the tax money going because i know i pay a fuckload of tax so where the fuck is it going i don't get free healthcare. i literally i can't i can't access it i don't get free dentistry i don't get anything i'm not even oh education my God. i'm in debt I went, I went to the dentist right and i didn't realize how much money i had to fork up at the end of the appointment and then he said i had to get my wisdom tooth out and then i looked at the price and i went ah. i was like maybe not yet yeah <laughs> maybe in the coming disgusting. future it's disgusting. And that's the first thing, actually, that bastard Winston Churchill did when we had Labour, Clement Attlee um, implement, like, he properly, like, set up the NHS. The first thing Churchill did when he came into power was privatise parts of the NHS. He privatised dentistry. He privatised opticians. He privatised... And we can thank Churchill for that, bastard. Sorry, I'll never miss an opportunity to go f- to, come for, to come for Churchill. <laughs> I really hate that bastard. Um, um... But yeah, I think we wanted to. We sorry, we have so many topics. Hope I know. Should we move, yeah. move on to the next? We have quite a, a different topic now. Um, Andrew Tate. What um, a guy! Do you, you want to? Do you want to go into that? 
Yes. So um, just to give a little bit of background on who Andrew Tate is. Um, a prick. So, so <laughs> apart from that, in 2016, he, he basically began his public facing career and appeared in Big Brother. But he was actually ejected from the house over a video of him hitting a woman with a belt. Um, obviously, the second video emerged shortly afterwards. He was shown telling the woman to count the bruises he apparently caused her. Um Basically, and then a lot of homophobic and racial slurs came out and over his Twitter page. And he was basically saying things like um, mental health charities for depression isn't real. And um, saying that in the Me Too movement, that women should bear some responsibility for being raped. And basically just a whole amalgamation of random shitty things. Oh, it's the first time I'm swearing on this one today. I was quite shocked to your word, amalgamation. I amalgamation of really, thank you. Right, <laughs> amalgamation of just shitty things that he said. Like, I've literally got quotes that he has said. Like, Andrew Tate says, women belong in the home, can't drive and are a man's property. And then he said he dates women aged... 18 to 19 because he can make an imprint on them like so much random stuff and then he was like it's bang it's bang out the machete boom in her face and grip her neck shut up bitch he said in one video about how he would action that how he would um act if a woman accused him of cheating which is kind of crazy um to act like that and so many honestly I don't even know if I should read half of these like it's insane why would you be with a woman who's not a virgin anyway she is used good second hand like wow it explains why he goes for them a little bit younger disgusting one of the best things about being a man is being territorial and being able to say that is mine oh I've got so many that I don't even think I should read anymore I just it is crazy that some, but it's wild. crazy like someone like that has a platform and when I was going through some of the comments, his comments, how many young men actually look up to this person as a role model, it's scary. It is so scary because that in no way is a role model for anyone. So, Farah, what do you think about the whole Andrew Tate situation? Um, I just had one big question, to be honest. What is his accent? Because yeah, I, I don't hear know. It, I hear it and it's so bizarre. It's like an American accent with hints of, like, london zone six bad man like it's actually disturbing to hear like like london slang and american accent have you heard him say- <laughs> i have have you heard him say like like london slang is honestly terrible um and like his views are obviously disgusting and obviously now like um even i remember like when it when it will kind of hit in its peak in like August, you know, all these um, articles coming out about how he said he re- like he moved to Romania to evade rape charges. He did, you know, and you can see videos of him on TikTok, like when he's out and about, and like people will swarm him like fans, like and it's all teenage boys that is, swarming yeah, that's him like scary. fans. And it is, it is terrifying. And I saw, sorry, I've been on TikTok a bit too much recently. Uh, it's, well, it's ever since I've gone viral, you know what I mean? But, God um, sakes. Palestinian commie. But, um, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> anyway, um, but I saw this video of Andrew Tate on TikTok the other day. Um, and he's being approached by two women, which is probably a rare occurrence for that clapped bastard. But he was being approached by two women who recognized him. And I thought in the beginning, oh, they're actually going to go for him. Like, they're actually going to, you know, um, kind of hold him to account for the things he said. But they were like, oh, my God, Andrea, it's so nice to meet you. I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? And then, like, um, so they, he, they approached Andrew Tate when he was with his brother, who's also just a freak as well. 
and um and then when the girls finally like they i don't know they kind of just i think he got rid of them because it's quite weird they kind of just wouldn't leave andrew tate and his brother alone and then when andrew tate and his brother were alone his brother was like andrew what's wrong with you they're not even a two <gasps> yeah and that's how they were literally speaking about women oh like when they were like a meter away from them and especially i don't wanna be rude andrew tate's not even a two do you know what i mean so it's just like they like it's really disgusting how they they speak about women um and i saw that he's apparently going to be possibly boxing jake paul like i didn't know he was a kickboxer i can't believe i can't believe they're still like getting money that prime drink is pissing me off every time i see people buying it (laughs) i can't believe that um yes but if you ever want to read up more about him you should literally type his name in and everything comes up (laughs) If you ever want to like oh has your... he also andrew tate's recently converted to islam um which i know has caused a stir like well amongst a lot of people who i'm friends with who are part of the muslim community it's caused a stir because it's kind of opening the realms of like any abuser misogynist is 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 being welcomed mm. into islam like it's, it's actually quite shocking the the stance that a lot of um male muslim influencers are taking they're saying well you know he's converted you've got to forgive his past sins but then it, it potentially opens the gates to kind of any kind of predator who who wants to do you know what i mean just simply kind of have everything washed under the carpet because those views of his haven't changed they really i don't think they have converted to a religion any religion that he could convert like his views won't change um yeah it's it's yeah i really despise that bastard it's always the sorry this isn't very professional but it's always the clapped ones with these views isn't it you never see like a buff misogynist like i'm sure they're i'm sure they're out there no but i've never seen one (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they're out there trust no one right i think the the next topic is uh cop 27 is it not it is um we kind of wanted to briefly touch on this um obviously we are in a really terrifying place when it comes to climate change we're literally on the tipping edge if you can even call it that i think we've really gone past the tipping edge and it's all kind of irreversible damage that we're doing now and you know what's happened since cop 26 i remember kind of all the news and the hysteria around cop 26 and nothing's happened in that mm. year countries have done absolutely nothing they're not really taking any responsibility not kind of um, implemented any policies like they've done nothing it's honestly such a waste of time and especially um when we're talking about climate change like you know look um what happened in pakistan did you have did you want to speak about yeah, I have some. I think, oh, okay. yeah, maybe it's good to put it here. Um, yeah. So I when this all happened with Pakistan, obviously with the floods that happened, um, th- 30 million people were without shelter. Nearly 1,000 were killed. More than 500,000 houses were destroyed. Close to 1 billion livestock died. It's honestly crazy. And it's another thing I, w- I read was the rich countries are responsible for over 80% of the excess emissions that are causing climate change so how is that like how is that not I don't even know I can't even put it into words it's just shocking and then I read something else that said the CO2 emissions of the richest 1% are on track to be 30 times greater than what is compatible with keeping global heating below 1.5 degrees a future that includes billionaires is climate climate apocalyptic tax the rich now don't say I disagree with that. I think if they're going to be causing more of the issue, they need to have more, give more money back. 
Yeah, I, I just think rich people shouldn't exist. That's, that's my full standing point. But I think even if we're talking about Pakistan as well, like what's happening now with climate change is kind of the the literal last, um, it's kind of the final blow of colonialism. And mm. people keep talking about colonialism like it's this irrelevant notion now. It's very relevant. Why is it that the countries who did the most, you know, the most filthiest colonial powers, you know, today are the biggest polluters? You know, and the ones who were um, colonized, the ones who, uh, especially indigenous peoples, they're bearing the brunt of that. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It is this final, um, this final attack by colonizers amongst colonized peoples, and we need to view it in that context. Um, and I think we also kind of wanted to touch on COP twenty seven and to speak about uh, Ala Abdel Fattah, who um, is an Egyptian political prisoner. Um, he's actually British Egyptian, um, and he's. The, one of the most high-profile pro-democracy activists in Egypt. Um, if you don't know what's currently happening in Egypt, it's quite sh- astonishing that um, the West quickly calls out um, dictatorships around the world, but isn't calling out the Egyptian dictatorship um, of Sisi. Um, so Ala is uh, a political prisoner um, in Egypt. He's pro-democracy, um, so that's hence why he's currently in prison, protesting the, the military coup dictatorship. Um and he gained prominence, international prominence, during the Egyptian revolution in 2011. Um, and he's been imprisoned since then, um, since 2013, since um, CC's military coup. Um, and he's currently on hunger strike. He's been on hunger strike for now, um, what's well, probably when this podcast go up, 230 days. Um, and he's desperately in need of international solidarity. Um, and he's um, obviously been escalating his, his hunger strike. His body has... Um, massively weakened and he's now stopped drinking water um and it's 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 really quite worrying um that no one is is taking this um seriously at all or really speaking up especially Rishi Sunak for example when he's running off stage um he didn't mention anything uh, at all about Allah despite him being you know a British citizen as well um so we just wanted to to mention that and to say you should be following the campaign to to free Ella. It's at hashtag free Ella, which is F R E E A L A A. Um, I think we also wanted to touch on um the Queen's Jubilee. Oh Jesus, <coughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Abolish the monarchy. <laughs> um, and then what followed, which was um the Queen's funeral. God, we really had a tough year this year, didn't we, Jav? We really had a tough year. Like the jubilee wasn't enough. We 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 had to deal with um, the funeral too. Um, I've I I really think um, through the jubilee, well, actually through the Queen's funeral as well, but through both of them, it really exposed people's true colours. You know, people, you know, really. I mean, people were crying over the Queen dying and. I'm sorry, like, you're a freak. You are an absolute freak. Like, leaving marmalade sandwiches outside Buckingham Palace. Did she like, like marmalade? What's that about? Oh, Paddington. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's honestly, like, you're actually, you're an actual freak. You went to Buckingham Palace. Like, it's so weird. You are a freak. You don't know her. Do you know what I mean? You were another peasant in her world. You, like, you didn't know her. She didn't know you. She didn't care to know you. She was living off the back of you. Do you know what I mean? Off our taxes. Do you know what I mean? She was doing Nazi salutes before she could oh. walk. Okay, like I, I actually really can't understand 
the weird reaction of everyone to it. I it also so think weird. we're in a country where people are literally homeless, struggling to eat, to keep themselves warm, and all of this money is going towards went towards her jubilee. I just I couldn't believe it. I just yeah. people going to food banks and then there's people leaving marmalade sandwiches to go steal outside Buckingham Palace. It's really there was a quote by um Tony Benn, God rest his soul. Um he was a former Labour MP. Um he came from quite an affluent background, but he gave up everything. He gave up um kind of all of that to staunch socialist he's really incredible you should look him up mm. um but he gave this quote he was very anti-monarchy which is very unusual for someone of his family's uh place in british um, society um and he said this quote which is the existence of a hereditary monarchy helps to prop up all the privilege and patronage that corrupts our society that is why the crown is seen as being of such importance to those who run the country or enjoy the privilege that it affords. And it's true. It literally is the, the bare, it's the, the final frontier of, of, of class. Um, and it's no wonder like Tories are, oh, you've never seen royalists quite like the Tories because it literally, if you threaten kind of the Queen's the, or the Royal family's existence, their, their standing in society, like you're going for all of them. Because they all rely on old money. They all rely on this kind of old family money, this old um, stature they once had in British society. They all rely on that. They all come from affluent backgrounds. Do you know what I mean? And I think once you go for that, then it comes to the question of what's going to come next. Once people say abolish the monarchy, then they're, they're probably fearing like people can say, yeah, let's abolish class, let's abolish it all. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where the the kind of the excess, I've never seen such an uh, excessive um state reaction you know people the, all the tv presenters wearing black kind of our tv screens everything being black for the queen and you know people are homeless on the street but people you know we have enough money um government are spending you know so much money on cinematizing the funeral putting up these massive cinema screens all over the uk and also in the north of ireland really bizarre putting up these massive um cinema screens so people can watch the funeral like, is that really where we're prioritizing spending public money? Um, and it was, it was bizarre. I've, it was so, so strange. And also on top of that, um, sorry, I have to mention it as well. David Beckham, what the fuck? Oh, Did him see... waiting in line. Oh, and wailing. Oh my God. Was he crying? Wailing? Yeah, he squeezed out a tear. Well, apparently because he, he bought some crisp and donuts, which was breaking news. I don't know if anyone anyone saw that, but it, they actually put breaking news, David Beckham. Because do you see that long line of people waiting to go see the Queen's coffin or whatever? Mm. And he was in this long line. Um, and then he was eating some crisp and donuts in the line and that was breaking news, apparently. Listen, man's um, got to eat. He's got to eat. <laughs> But I don't think it's breaking news worthy. It is to me. <laughs> and then, like, uh, honestly, the best thing to come out of the Queen's funeral, the Parasite's funeral, the best thing to come out of that was the whole country turning against um, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. Oh, that made my life. Oh, people yeah, saw that. People saw their true colours. I really, really despise those two cretins. Don't get me started, Jam. Don't get me started. Okay, well, I'm going to start. So, basically, a few years ago... Um, so they're presented on a TV show, I mentioned this earlier, and um, they during the 2019 election, they interviewed both Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson, who are both uh, running against each other to be prime minister. And um, you kind of just saw basically Philip Schofield is a massive Tory um, and also 
some words have been coming out that oh, it comes out in a minute. Um, so yeah, he's a massive Tory, um, and like you can kind of see the the bias in the interviews and the way he spoke to Jeremy Corbyn and telling Jeremy Corbyn, "You've supported Palestinian terrorists and IRA terrorists. Apologize, apologize." And this kind of um, disgusting interview, which you can clearly see, like Philip Schofield clearly has no clue on what he's talking about. Um, and it was really just quite shocking the, w- the way in which he spoke to Jeremy Corbyn and then posing for a selfie with Boris Johnson. Um, I think that really, really says it all. I don't think they're quirky. I don't think they're funny. And I don't think they have good chemistry with as presenters with each other. They're shit presenters. Um, um, it begs the question, who's paying for that network? <laughs> Where yeah, do you get exactly. your money from? Is this truly unbiased? Is, what the fuck, ITV? And now you've mentioned that, Jam, even talking about Matt Hancock as well. Yeah, why is see, ITV exactly. bring, and always they bring Tories onto I'm a Celebrity uh, Get Me Out of Here they brought Boris Johnson's dad who owns onto I'm that a celebrity. yeah exactly people need to start asking these these questions because that's not that's yeah and just be Actually. very careful where you get your news sources from start looking yeah. at, at other sources rather than your BBC's and your ITV's yeah it's very very dodge um, and also I just had to mention as well the Queen's funeral like the way in which a certain uh, okay, well, have you ever seen such a shameless nonce other than Prince Andrew really using the Queen's funeral to come out to make speeches to look like the grieving, the grieving son when when he when he isn't like I'm actually I'm actually quite astonished. Did you see that in Edinburgh? What happened? It wasn't in Edinburgh or in Scotland with um, the woman and the leg and the the woman and the leg. Isn't that when he was like accidentally touching some woman's leg? Am I? Am oh I... no, that's when he stroked his daughter's bum. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is that. Whoa. You brought that up actually. I should have brought that up. Yeah, good. When he was creepily like stroking his daughter's bum. Oh. I thought it was some random woman. I thought I felt sorry for her. No, it was his daughter. It was his daughter. Okay, I still feel sorry for her. God, <laughs> God knows what she's been through. Jesus Christ. No, but there was another thing in Edinburgh when he was on some parade. I don't know what the hell, all these ridiculous 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 draconian ceremonies they do um which we don't have the public money for do you know what i mean just unmarked grave do you know what i mean if if they don't want to pay for it themselves with their hard-earned money which they have none of because they've never worked a day in their life then it's an unmarked grave like everyone else okay um but he was in this kind of funeral procession and um all the way in edinburgh and there was a guy who shouted um <laughs> that Andrew was a dirt was it a dirt what did he say? Oh what did he say? Shall I find it out? Oh I'll I'll find it. I'll find it. Edinburgh man shouts at nonce Andrew. Sorry, I'm just Googling this right now to have extra accuracy. What did he shout? Um what? oh, it's not even giving me a quote. This oh wait, I'm right. Hope you can hear this. Oh, Andrew, you're a sick old man. Oh, quality, quality. Yeah, yeah. And this guy got arrested. And that was another thing that was was brought up as well. Like, people who were protesting against the monarchy were getting arrested. Whoa. This is like, you know, it's, you know what's that guy called? Lord Lord what in a Shrek? Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar. Lord Farquhar. <laughs> it's literally like that. It's like, no one can now protest against it's the monarchy. Giving, it's giving Farquhar, did you just say it? <laughs> it is. 
is. <laughs> no one can protest against the monarchy. What the fuck? He's getting the absolute irony of this all. A walking nonce. Nobody is messes on the with street. the family. <laughs> yeah, police are protecting the nonce and arresting the person speaking out against the nonce. Like, what, what kind of world are we living in? Really, it's quite bizarre. That guy who shouted at Prince Andrew was arrested. Like, it's actually quite, it's quite shocking. Um, but yeah, anyway, we have so many topics to touch on. We're just trying to catch up over these past few months. I know. Um, I think we wanted to also briefly touch on uh, what's happening in uh, Iran. Um, I think a lot of people are following what's happening in Iran thanks to social media. Um, obviously, there has been. Um, I think everyone. I don't think there's much to repeat on what's happening. Um, but there was a case uh, where a woman had um, actually had a heart attack. Um, an Iranian woman had a heart attack after being um, spoken to by a police officer who was speaking to her about what she was wearing, because apparently she was wearing her hijab, um, not in a permitted way. Um, and then she had a heart attack. And then this death has um, then ignited um, protests about um, the right of women to wear what they choose, um, which I think is important. And I think um, every person um, has a right to wear whatever the whatever the hell they wish. Um, and we fundamentally obviously support that. Mm. Um, but I think what also is important to note is situations like this aren't always that clear cut. Um, and even, and we're seeing a lot of things like this go viral online. Certain political issues go viral online without really much background, without really people really knowing what's happening. And even with what happened with Palestine, Palestine went viral. People are saying, you know, free Palestine. But then you're asking, okay, but what's actually the situation here? This is colonialism. People didn't know it was the situation of colonialism because then you have people spreading misinformation from that thinking, oh, well, free Palestine, but then, yeah, there should be two states. No, go and do your research. See, there's a bigger story to actually what's happening. And this is exactly what's happening in, in Iran. Like, you can support women's liberation, but then you can also be, you know, you can educate yourself around the wider situation of what's happening around Iran. When we're talking in a global context of what's happening in, in Iran, the world is in a kind of multipolar place where countries have aligned themselves on different sides. And it's quite clear that the US and Israel have been wanting regime change in Iran for a long time, okay? Go look at Mossadegh when he tried to um, take Iranian oil resources from, from British um, oil companies and back into the hands of Iranian people. He, he was assassinated. Iran has a long history, you know, of resisting Western influence um, and the people calling it a regime um, it's not uh, Iran doesn't have a regime as much as you may not like the people who are in power now they were democratically elected um, and you might not like the the selection of um, parties or politicians that Iranian people have to choose from well I don't like it here in Britain do you know what I mean I think if demo like democracy is fundamentally flawed everywhere if I was in America I wouldn't I wouldn't vote Biden or Trump do you know what I mean like the the system is flawed everywhere but this isn't a regime and you can kind of see people saying oh death the, the dictatorship of Iran and then it's kind of gone murky I thought you were supporting women's liberation but now it's gone into no you want a regime change in a country which um 
is pretty much calling to destabilize a country which is in the interest of countries like the US and like Israel because Iran in the past has been known to support Palestinian resistance, has been known to have links to Cuban resistance and Cuban the Cuban government has been known to support other kind of rivaling factions that the US is supporting. And do you know what I mean? There are certain intersections of of what's happening in Iran that aren't being acknowledged and people aren't realizing how dangerous it is to spread disinformation only yeah, and just the, and yesterday. And the US never places people elsewhere, never ever places yeah. people elsewhere. <laughs> God. And even now, there was a post that went viral on Instagram about Iran saying that Iran is, um, you know, about to displace. Um, not displace. Sorry, Iran is about to uh, sentence fifteen thousand people to uh, the death penalty Pro- people who were protesting um in iran the the government was about to give them the death penalty which is which was a complete lie on instagram for the first thing like the first time ever you know actually removed the post actually the decent right thing and removed the post because it's actually disinformation because iran only sentenced and you know you might not agree with the death penalty i know i don't agree with the death penalty mm-hmm. um but also it's pretty hypocritical the u.s is calling that out and they literally they have half, the over half, yeah over half of people they have killed um by administrating the death penalty were innocent um you know the they only actually um iranian authorities only sentenced one person who set a government building alight to death penalty and it wasn't in fact fifteen thousand. like people were wrongly sharing online and it's pretty crazy this massive like um you know just such disinformation can can spread like wildfire so quick and people can just you know get behind it so, without really doing any fact checking themselves google google is free <laughs> do you know what i mean just google but Instagram I mean? is so much easier, Farah. Why would I want to go anywhere else? I know. But I, I think is I do. I make Instagram posts myself, and I always make sure I fact check. And I don't really have an agenda behind what I post. Um, but you have to understand a lot of what's happening now with governments is, and mine is fully like I do it in my free time. Do you know I mean? I'm not paid to do it. Governments now realize how powerful social media is, and actually, you know, they're funneling millions into social media propaganda campaigns, as has you know the US, and they funded the SOS Cuba campaign last year as grounds to kind of sway public opinion in the favor of US intervention in Cuba to sway this public opinion. You know, this is the the preparation the U.S. you know uh, undertakes before um, it decides to invade um, and you know uh, quote unquote intervene another country and kill uh, millions of innocent people. This this is the groundwork for it, and how people mm. aren't realizing that is really shocking because similar things were said with Libya. There was false accusations that apparently Gaddafi's forces were using Viagra, um, you know, to macerate people, which was a full lie. This was a lie, and it's this same kind of Orientalist, uh, Islamophobic. Um, and just really racist tropes that they're using because I, I was seeing in this post about the 15,000 people they're apparently um, sentencing the death penalty to that apparently they're going to rape every single virgin so she doesn't go to heaven these are tropes these are quite literally Islamophobic tropes this is the the language that far-right Islamophobes like Britain first like um, what's that cretin called Tommy Robinson that, that um, Farah he, he had about four Muslims at his wedding so what are you talking about oh, oh I'm so sorry, sorry. Yeah, take had, that he, back sorry sorry he had four Muslims at his wedding yeah, I sorry I, t- I fully take that back <laughs> thank you Stephen Yaxley Lennon um, other words his actual <laughs> Tommy Robinson is definitely not an Islamophobe um, just has a really botched fake teeth job um but and who who paid for that i just wanted to ask who paid for those fake teeth didn't realize edl was paying so well um but well, clearly they're not with the, the look of those teeth but uh, <laughs> 
but um yeah people need to do kind of more um background checking before before Sharing. posting these these things it's really quite terrifying but then it's even the blatant hypocrisy we can talk i think we can say every place on earth you know no woman is safe in what she wears in any place on earth and even if we're talking about here in london like okay i'm privileged enough i i don't have to i'm not forced per se to wear a headscarf like is enforced in iran um but like could i be topless in the summer like your average tom dick and harry are do you know what i mean you know they walk around topless isn't that when a woman breastfeeds her child like she's literally ridiculed on on the train on the bus or wherever mm. she is like there isn't there isn't like a these are inadvertent dress codes that we've just come to accept here but they aren't equal either if a man can be topless why can't a woman do you know what i mean those are also inadvertent dress codes um and also like i really can't stand to hear the u.s saying they stand with iranian women or that for that same in that same respect to israel saying they um you know supporting iranian women or the meanwhile um israel you know israeli forces force um, Palestinian women to give birth at checkpoints where a lot of in a lot of cases the Palestinian mothers die at the checkpoints because they're being forced to give birth there or even just a few months ago Israel murdered a uh, female Palestinian journalist Shireen Abu Akleh they they murdered her in cold blood you know it's it's really quite hypocritical and even in the same sense the US apparently caring about Iranian women whilst you know they invaded Iraq uh, and it's known now to the true extent of uh, sex trafficking operations that US forces were partaking in of Iraqi and Afghan women, the mass rape um, and, uh, you know, everything they did in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And even going on to our next subject, they overturned Roe versus Wade. And they want to tell us they support the liberation of Iranian women. Do you want to go into Roe versus Wade? I do. By the way, this podcast, we are pro-choice. Pro-choice, pro baby. Pro-choice, pro-choice, pro-choice. Before we go into it. So um, this case goes back to the 70s when Jane Roe, which is a fictional name used to protect the identity of the plaintiff, instituted federal action against Henry Wade, which was the district attorney at the time of Dallas, um, where Roe resided. Um, the Supreme Court disagreed with Roe's assertion of an absolute right to terminate pregnancy in any way and at any time and attempt to balance a woman's right of privacy with a state's interest in regulating abortion. So the reason why it got brought up again recently was because, um, I'm not sure when did this all, a couple of months ago, I'm sorry, I don't have the date of when this all... Yeah, uh, I think around July. Yeah, June. July time. Um, so the uh, the court reversed its nearly 50-year-old decision after ruling on a new court case, which was Dobbs the Jackson Women's Health Organization, which dealt with Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban. The Dobbs case was really at its core a challenge to the initial Roe versus Wade decision made back in 1973. So basically, essentially what it's saying is it's not pro-choice. It's more towards the fact that you have to go through with the pregnancy. Um, so the the, including which was a recent case that came out at the time as well about um, somebody a 27 year old man who appeared in court after raping a 10 year old girl that girl was blocked from having an abortion at six weeks in her home state of Ohio following the U.S. Supreme Court's de decision to overturn Roe versus Ray Wade the ruling means there is no longer a nationwide right to terminate a pregnancy which meant that this child this little girl had to travel out of state to be able to have a termination and um since january of this year i'm probably this is not the most up-to-date stats because this article is actually from june or july it said that 541 restriction measures had been introduced in 42 states and 
42 of those measures have been enacted in 11 of those states, meaning more states are um, sort of retracting the right for women to have an abortion. Which, if you want to know more information, you can watch Roe versus Wade on Netflix. But I just think it's fundamentally so disgusting that a woman can't have the choice in her own body. Like, pregnancy is a lot. And imagine if you were to, like, that little girl get raped. And essentially a child, and you have to... They want her to have that child. I can't. It gets me so heated because you can see yourself in that position and empathise. And are you okay? No, yeah, I'm just listening to you. <laughs> sorry, I got, so, I got so emotional there. I was, I was like, I can't deal with this because I just, you can put yourself in the position of the, that child, any woman who is in a position where they may not, they may have been raped, may not be able to have this child and still being essentially forced to have this child or travel. And America is big. To travel out of state is a lot of work and how many hours you have to drive if you can afford to go by plane. It's a big country. So being able to go out of state was probably a lot of work for an already traumatised 10-year-old child. It's, it's honestly, when it comes to talking about like um, abortion rights, it literally boils down to the most simple and fundamental sentence it's it's that woman's choice do you know what i mean it's that woman's choice i don't care her predicament i don't care the circumstances i don't care what happened i it's her choice that that is literally it do you know what i mean i don't need to know anything further than she wants to have an abortion okay she has the right to a free safe um abortion she has that right and um yeah, why do we even need to ask these questions about the circumstance? And I, I was I see, yeah, I see a lot of people saying, okay, but what if this person? What? There's no argument to be had. This is quite literally about a woman's right over her own body. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it, I really, I don't care anymore. I, when I was younger, I always, I always would try to argue these different reasons. And like, even from a young age, I was always kind of pro-choice because it just seemed like the most logical uh, stance. Um, but then, like, when you get older, you literally just realize this is all literally. You know, it's to keep the sisters down. I'm sorry to use that yeah. phrase, but it's literally just this kind of um, looming misogyny. They still want to have, you know, control over women's women's bodies. They really do. And this is the, the, the most prime example. Why in 2022, of all the things happening in the world, and just in this podcast even, you know, all the things happening in the world, why is this happening? Why mm. is this being overturned? It quite literally boils down to, you know, men still having that control over women's bodies and also this is such a random topic but i was seeing a lot on social media about love is blind um the most recent season because there was a topic and a scene where they spoke about abortion and um one of the what do you call them contestants i guess um learned that she basically just said that um, if during her pregnancy her child will be born with birth defects, basically trying to justify her reason for why she would want an abortion um, in terms of she didn't want anything to lead to long-term pain for her child um, as she is a speech therapist and she's seen the difficulties that children and their families have to face during sort of their life. Um, she said that she would think that she would go through with the abortion in that instance, but after her partner in that show in that okay in that show um disagreed with her stance basically saying that he'd want his partner to continue the pregnancy Uh, she'd mentioned that she would then look into the father's um views and then take it from there but again she had to backtrack just because that's what he said so he basically just said i would want them to continue the pregnancy to the end to the point where also his sister was there 
each other fellow women I thought was kind of strange because um you know you would understand it's not a but we don't need to. She didn't, doesn't need to justify why she'd want to do that in the first. But also, place. I'm sorry. He has he has no opinion on it. Sorry, he's not carrying it. You have no opinion. Any man that wants to speak on uh, abortion rights, unless he's pro-choice, sorry, invalid. Mm, and you also, have, you have no opinion on it. And also, pre he did say. I'm not sure if it was before or after where he said that he did say to her, "I'm going to pump a bunch of kids into you." So, oh. so. I think he's clapped as well. Ew, so ew, I ew. just, I just, you know, that whole situation, I think it's good that we're having this conversation out in the open, but I think it's also, I think you're right when, why do we need to have all these reasons as to why she wants to do it? It's not our body. And I think fundamentally, which is something that I've always thought be about any sort of right, if it has nothing to do with you, why do you care? Like, th- this is the one thing that I didn't under- I don't understand about people who are also homophobic. If it's got nothing to do with you, if it doesn't affect your life, just let people live. Just let people do what they want to do. I don't understand why that's so hard. Unless it threatens their privilege, their standing, their supremacy, which it does. It damages the supremacy of men. Do you know what I mean? Like, it encroaches on that male supremacy. Um, yes. You kind of real... That's, that's, that's why, also why I find, like, um, you'll always find the the kind of the the most outspoken people when it comes to trans rights or I should I say the kind of the people who are always against trans rights like they're always white middle class to upper men always it's always because it blurs the boundaries of gender it blurs the boundaries of their supremacy that they have through their misogyny do you know what I mean Mm. so even when we're talking about like pro-choice and we're talking about uh, abortion now this also like it, it encroaches upon their misogynistic supremacy it does and they don't want to bet they don't want to let that go why in the hell does any man have a say over whether or not a woman has to be forced to incubate a parasite for nine months because that's what a child is until it takes its first breath it's it's firmly solely relying on the mother do you know what i mean it's solely mm. so i shouldn't even say mother it's solely relying on the woman you know to to form so yeah. i can't i can't understand why anyone any man thinks he, he has an opinion i don't know if you remember as well I went to a palestine protest when was this uh 2019 um at the same time as the palestine protest there was a, a pro-life protest and there's all these like it was literally just all white men in barber coats wasn't it honestly <laughs> honestly I was like, we've got to get out of here. I don't want to be associated. I was like, where's the women? No, I don't want to be associated in the, <laughs> at this time. I, I honestly, it's oh so, it's so crazy. And like bringing it back to that random love is blind scene. He also said after she mentioned about unplanned pregnancy, he goes, you're allowed one abortion pass, but you can't do it again. What's that about? Like, you're I think allowed. Sorry, I, think, who... I think it's just like, well, I understand it's obviously like some people choose to if they learn that they're I think it was Did a very... she end up being with him? No, she didn't. Oh, she he actually turned her down, so it wasn't like oh, she turned love. him down. Yeah. Self respect and dignity, please. I really can can women stop enabling these kinds of men, please. I wonder all these women that are with people like Andrew Taylor. Please, what's wrong with you? But it was Honestly. like it was like kind of I should actually mention that season there is someone Israeli in there. I just Boycott. you know, if you, if you ever do come across it, I've only watched clips here and there, but this this topic in, interests me because I could understand where she was coming from her viewpoint being somebody that works with children who have disabilities. I know some people do choose to have their kids, first of all, knowing that, but I think ultimately it is the woman's choice in that instance and he completely disregarded that and I felt really bad for her. 
And they're also, I don't want to be rude, in the most, like, sorry, I'm so tired, I'm, I really feel like <laughs> there's nothing I regret saying, but I feel like in in the grand scheme of things as well, like, some people really should have had abortions, do you know what I mean? When you look at some people now, like, we really should have had, like, the role of, even in the sense of, like, some people aren't fit to be parents either, do you know what I mean? And even if we're talking about other other situations, like, I don't know, for example, like, um, I'm trying to think of that person's name. It's on the tip of my tongue. But, like, abortion should be freely accessible. It doesn't matter the reason. And it even boils down to a simple notion of what if the person just doesn't want to be a parent and wouldn't be a good parent to that child? Isn't that a disservice to a potential child that could come into the world? Do you know what I mean? And all these people who wait outside abortion clinics, like, oh don't go in don't go in we'll take care of your child take care of the ones in orphanages already take care of, do you know what i mean they, they don't give a shit at mm. all it's honest it's honestly it makes me so angry and it's always the people who are pro-life who are pro-guns pro-war pro everything else that kills innocent people but when it but when it comes to like a woman's body suddenly they have humanity and they want to protect this fetus parasite in, in a world like it's so it's so weird and bizarre um just wanted to briefly touch on because we're kind of going over um mm-hmm. everything that's happened in the past few months since we the space in the podcast um just wanted to touch on israel's assault um on gaza i say i, keep, I say assault it was literally a full-on massacre um israel in august uh, actually on my birthday um they they bombed gaza bombed once again um heavily uh, densely populated civilian areas, killing 24 innocent Palestinians who were mostly children. Um, and again, they 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 had no consequences for doing that. Um, and we have to understand when the Israeli um, when Israeli forces settler forces bomb Gaza, they're bombing a completely besieged population. The population of Gaza, they have nowhere to run. I've seen a lot of Israeli propaganda saying, "Oh well, we tell them before we're going to bomb them." But they have nowhere to go. They're a complete land, sea, and air blockade. Israel has placed Gaza under military, um, a legal military blockade for over a decade. There's nowhere for them to run. So this kind of like false plea of they're showing humanity. No, they're not. They're killing children. They're killing innocent children. And they bear absolutely no fucking consequences for it. Every time. They just did it again in 2021. They've done it again in 2022. They've not even. They've never been held accountable for one death of a single Palestinian they've murdered. They quite freely can murder any Palestinian they choose with impunity, and that is terrifying. And to the point of where it's literally innocent children, and still the world chooses to do nothing, is is abhorrent. Um, and we kind of just wanted to touch on um, two final two final topics. Um, the second to last topic is because really the i swear these months in between the podcast we've so much has happened so much i know um we wanted to touch on the amber heard and johnny depp situation um and kind of our stance on on everything um and also just really interesting to note i found i found it quite interesting that we can see you know this 4k footage of amber heard and johnny depp um, you know, we can see every second of it streamed online, but we saw nothing of um, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. I, I just found that quite interesting. Just wanted to start with that. But um, 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, why is that? I truly fundamentally believe Ghislaine Maxwell has not been arrested. And even when there's no pictures of her being arrested, and also even when you look at the, the court, kind of, you know, those drawings they do, it can be anyone with black short hair and a mask. Mm. I'm sorry, how the hell are we assured that this prolific sex trafficker has been arrested? Is there not even I mean? pictures of her? There's nope. A- <gasps> it's drawings of her of a woman or it could it might not even be a woman of someone with short black hair wearing a covid mask oh god anyway um but we kind of just wanted to talk on this case and kind of talk on um one of the most pro- like i would say important prevailing points of it all um which was that like men can be abused too um and it was quite infuriating to see um kind of the the what's what i'm looking for the so tired what is the word i'm looking for people undermining and people Mm. trying to disqualify the fact that men can be abused too in relationships and um and also relationships can just be fucking toxic where the lines are completely blurred too do you know what i mean not everything is as um, as you know black and white um and even just important to note as well kind of things that were solidified to me i didn't really watch a lot of the trial um, I saw a bizarre clip. The only part Amber that I saw thing, yeah. that I saw was literally didn't she put like dog poo or like poo in his bed or something like that? I, That's I the... saw her something about she stepped on a bee and started crying. Oh, I saw yeah, I saw that, and I also saw her putting, I think it was her their dog's poo in his bed or something like that, which I think is disgusting. Oof. Yeah, and I've seen her now um, vacationing in Tel Aviv. You know, vacationing. <clears throat> amongst apartheid which is very interesting observation of you amber very interesting and also um, where is that settlement money from the first case that you said you would give to charity is it is it with that said charity is it a single <laughs> a single coin of that don't think so amber and also um just also wanted to mention as well um when so when i was in school in the final year of my primary school i think i've told you about this Jan. when i was in primary school um it was a final year of primary school and there was a girl in my class and she had she she's cured of it now but she had leukemia um, and it was quite bad and she was um she was in a um, great Ormond street hospital i was quite young at the time but i do remember this um and everyone in the class kind of put money together to get her a nintendo um and we all like all like i guess everyone's parents kind of chipped in to get um you know uh, her nintendo and then we went to go give it to her in great Ormond street uh, and Great Ormond Street is a hospital for sick children in London. It's kind of very famous and well-known. Um, and Johnny Depp was there, dressed uh, as Jack Sparrow, um, literally just talking to children. There wasn't cameras there. There wasn't anyone there because his daughter was treated in Great Ormond Street too. And because um, the, cause he saw the amazing work the staff at Great Ormond Street did, he donated a million to Great Ormond Street. And actually every single penny went to Great Ormond Street. Um, and I just think actions like those say a lot about someone's character, um, and, yeah, did you have anything you want to add? I feel like I really rambled about that. No, no, I don't have anything more to add. Should we go on to the next? And final topic. Oh, we really are ending it on something, aren't we? Um, yeah, we're talking about Kanye West. Do you want to take it away? I never liked him, to be honest, but... I liked his old stuff. I'm not really too sure. What's... Do you know? Do you want to know why I didn't like him? Why? Because he he sung a song. Was it American Boy? Oh yeah. And no girl from London wants an American boy. And ever since I I heard that song, I just didn't really like him. 
Oh my god, that's just reminded me. Oh my god, can I just quickly read that out? Yeah. You know that Taylor, that Taylor Swift song she made about London? <laughs> you know, it really angers me. Can I just say, while she's getting that up, that I, got it, I, yeah. I had to sit on a call, a video call, listening to her recite these lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not the only one that has to deal with this now. It just angers me when Americans talk about London and they pick the most awful areas of London or just things that no Londoner actually does. Do you know what I mean? So, and yeah, that's one thing that Kanye West did. No, Jamie, do you want an American boy? Maybe. Jamie, do you want Maybe. an American boy? You, you want Trump Jr., do you? You want no, Trump I don't. Jr.? No, I don't, but there are some spicy Americans, maybe, like Michael B. Jordan's American. Yeah, he is, but he's not the American that I think of. I think of American as in Donald J. Trump and the annoying accent and um, those guys with pitchforks. Do you remember when they went... Do you not remember that thing? What's what? what her name? Monroe Bergdorf? She commented on it and she called it white supremacy or something. Oh, and she yes. got Yeah, that's what I think about when I think about Americans. Just nothing good, nothing good. Uh, I have no interest in going to America as well. Anyway, um, so Taylor Swift apparently is dating a London boy and she's made a song called London Boy. And <laughs> just thought I'd recite some of the lyrics for you all. So she goes... <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen it again. <laughs> You kn- so here it goes you know oh, it's a bit of spoken word for you you know you know oh nice <laughs> we all know i love a bit of spoken word i don't um okay here it goes you know i love a london boy i enjoy walking camden market in the afternoon no one enjoys walking to camden market he likes my american smile he took me back to highgate Met all of his best mates. Highgate. If any guy's taking me to Highgate, that's that's the last time I see that guy. You know I love a London boy. I sorry. And now I love high tea. Stories from uni and the West End. I'm not gonna knock the West End to be fair. I'm not gonna knock the West End. Bit pricey, but and then <laughs> we support goes, the arts here. We support yeah, the arts. You can find me in the pub. We are watching rugby. With his school friends. Doesn't even rhyme. Show me a grey sky and a rainy cab ride. No one can afford black cabs. All right. Sorry. Sorry. But God, I love the English. You know, I love a London boy. I enjoy nights in Brixton. Shoreditch in the afternoon. Oh, God. It is, it is ram-packed with people. How can you enjoy any of this? <laughs> it's, it's elbows out, mate. <laughs> I know. He likes my American smile. Oh, here we go. She repeats it again. He took her back to Highgate again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> she goes, boy, I fancy you. So please show me Hackney. <laughs> I'm sorry. Doesn't have to be Louis V up on Bond Street. I can't say I've actually never been to Bond Street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy walking Soho. I, to be honest, I don't enjoy walking Soho. I, I find Soho quite frightening sometimes. Um, not gonna lie, I quite like Chinatown though. I like so. I like Soho. No, I, like... I don't. Very only, frightening place. Only because. There's a temple there, and some of the theatres are there, but not at night. At night is a different thing. Go no, during the at day. At night is terrifying. Soho near Piccadilly Circus. Do you not remember when that weirdo came up to us? No, terrifying. Oh, yes. Terrifying. And like to scare him off. Terrifying, mate. 
Um, oh yeah, but yeah, we do like Chinatown. Do like China? I think that was it actually. So please show me Hackney. Yeah, she repeats the same thing. Stuck with me, I'm your queen. Oh boy, I love the English. Mm. Just wanna be with you. Wanna be with you. I fan. Sorry, I fancy you. Yeah, my London boy. <laughs> sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Didn't Kanye West also do something to Taylor Swift? Wasn't it the, the yeah Beyonce when thing? when when she was winning the award? But I felt so bad for Taylor in that moment. Beyonce deserved the award, and then Beyonce actually brought Taylor back up on the stage to give her speech, which I thought was cute. Yeah, I do prefer Beyonce's music to Taylor Swift though. On a I know you like, I know you like Freakin' Dress. We know. Oh this. yeah, 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 and uh, Beautiful Liar. Yes, we know this. <laughs> and also, I've discovered one of her songs has a socialist feel. Um, irreplaceable. <laughs> <laughs> to the left, to the to left. left. Have you seen all those memes when America was going all red? It was like to the left, to the left. To the left. <laughs> <laughs> but if that's America, it's. To... To the centre left, to the centre right. That's, that's yeah. actually what it is. Yeah, God. But yeah, anyway, do you want to go into Kanye? Yes, so about Kanye West and everything. Oh, yay? Yay, is he like, oh, yeah, isn't that his legal name now? I can't remember. I don't know. But um, Kanye West, obviously, with everything going on with him at the moment, um, I think let's take it back a bit to when he was on that David Letterman interview where he mentioned that he was actually diagnosed with bipolar. Um, in that interview, he spoke about... Um, how he was admitted to a psychiatric unit and they basically handcuffed him they drug you and they put you in a bed and they separate you from everyone that you know and from there there's been sort of a pattern of behavior so for example he recently came out and said defcon to jews and he even before that was saying things about harriet tubman which was harriet tubman never actually freed the slaves she just had them work for other white people when actually harriet tubman was enslaved and escaped and helped others gain their freedom as a conductor of the Underground Railroad. If anyone knows anything about Harriet Tubman, they know that she put in a lot of work to free um, slaves. And not to mention in another topic, Kanye West also said, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Now, my God, this is scary that he's the saying... The son always, of a Black Panther as well. This is scary because like, you have to worry about his mental state and I hope that people around him are looking out for him in that state because truly I think when you say things like that on such a public platform and these people are given the public platform to be able to say stuff like that and it emboldens people to come out of the woodworks and say shit like that too like you'll see loads of people that were tweeting saying that they agreed with Kanye views and not to mention when Elon Musk why do I have to feel like I always have to say his full name you know who he is <laughs> with Elon when he um got got twitter when he bought twitter and he took up off all the censorship laws and all the shit that was coming out about that like all the stuff people were saying about jewish people all the stuff people were saying about black people it was scary it was really scary and when someone's saying things like that and also saying things about slavery when it's part of his history and um obviously what his parents stood for as well you have to check in on them and make sure that they're okay because that is scary and I wanted to touch on his bipolar issue as well um, because I think he was talking about a lot of mental health stigma and I think that was important to be highlighted as well that I worry that maybe he needs some further help yeah no I agree with um, everything you said even his endorsement of um, 
Trump. And, that was um, scary. And him saying, what, what was that thing he said? All lives matter? Or was it white lives matter? The thing he had on his shirt? Yes, so he was wearing a shirt that said white lives matter, which um, obviously is to go on the flip side of the black lives matter movement. Which is to completely undermine BLM and the importance of that cause. And he, he also did it and he tried to say, oh, it's art, it's art. He did it with Can- uh, Candice Owens, who is a prolific like far-right commentator in the US. And... Um, it clearly wasn't just just art. But also I feel like even in the discussion that we've just had, what happened with Taylor Swift and um, him kind of downplaying Har- um, Harriet Tubman's, you know, uh, work and, um, you know, what she did, it, there seems to be an underlining line of misogyny. Mm. Um, and I'm not a massive fan of Kim Kardashian at all. Like, I really despise that entire family of parasites. I really do to the core of my being. Um, but his behavior does show signs of like kind of like toxic masculinity in relationships and just misogyny. Like he know? was literally telling her what to wear. He would yeah, he can't, dress he's her. Someone he's literally, and this happens in a lot of relationships. Some men can't accept when their wife partner is more successful than them, is more well known mm. than them, is richer than them. And she was, she was way more well known than him. And mm. he actually couldn't. She he he couldn't accept that. Um, and I think that is something separate to what he's dealing with in terms of his mental health. I think that is mm. actually so. Because look what happened with Taylor Swift. He thinks one woman deserves another award over another woman. He has no right to say whatever. And then even with um, Harriet Tubman, and like it just it starts to kind of like paint a picture that he is does obviously has a problem with misogyny. Mm. Um, I think that is that is everything. Oh, we have. I think that's definitely over an hour. That is over an hour, (laughs) and I just wanted to say that when I I meant I shouldn't have worded like that. When I meant bipolar issue, I just meant with his diagnosis and how he's managing with that diagnosis. And of course, your mental health doesn't excuse you from saying things like that. It definitely doesn't. Like I've seen many people saying that just because he's been diagnosed with this doesn't mean like that gives him the right to say X, Y, and Z. Completely doesn't. But I wonder all the ramifications of him saying that and maybe he needs a social media detox and how that affects his mental health by loads of people sort of speaking out and saying things about him. That's what I meant by that. That yeah. it by no means excuses his behavior because I think ultimately you should just take a break from social media if you're saying things like that. Exactly. And saying that Kim Kardashian takes laxatives. Wow. Wow. I, I remember when I first saw that text, he, he, sorry, I really shouldn't laugh. But you know, when he sent, um, he, he posted some text between him and Kim. And was, I can't remember what it was, saying that she takes too many laxatives. And the first thing I think I showed you, and you, the first thing you said was, it's that flat tummy tea. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even, like, I know that's not funny, but let me just... <laughs> let is, me just Jeffy, but it is, because they make money off it. But let me just say, like, they have in the past endorsed this tea where basically it makes you shit out so that you're really skinny and now all the crazes about um if you watch keeping up the kardashians or i don't whether the new show is called but i've seen clips online basically everyone just well her kim kardashian basically just saying stuff about her weight loss and her needing to lose weight to get into the marilyn monroe dress things like that i think that is very triggering to have and she's so happy when people are calling her skinny same with her other sister as well which i think is so when she's made a living dangerous after having surgery of yeah of posing her body as something else it is it is dangerous and she's um the whole family really are parasites when it comes to money they'll do anything to get money they'll culturally appropriate they'll including kim kardashian herself 
wasn't the whole kimono thing she wanted to call her her yes. brand and even the like um of course the Kendall Jenner's tequila um, Eight eight one eight or whatever it's called. They they'll go to any length to make money. They're really just as shambolic, um, and yeah, I, I saw I saw I saw a clip of of Kim Kardashian and the other two sisters. What was her name? Um, Chloe and um, Courtney, and they were all on this um, family show. What's it called? Like Family Fortunes. I forgot what Americans call their version. Um, and like they're like, yeah, our team name is gonna be KKK. Oof. They literally have completely like just no self awareness. Yeah, that's really bad. I yeah. I didn't even realize that. That is terrible. Yeah, and the presenter was kind of like, oh, like it was honestly. I think for a family who have profited on a lot of black culture, let's not let's not lie. I've seen half yeah. of the, half of them wear cornrows and various things like that. To be not aware of that is oof, scary. <laughs> yeah, but they're parasites. I hate the Kardashians. Rich people shouldn't exist. Bring on communist revolution! <laughs> if you want to check out my TikTok success <gasps> at Palestinian oh comments. I can't deal with you. I think that about wraps it up. So, hope everyone stays safe. Yeah. Has has um has a good evening, day, morning, noon, dawn, night. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Take yeah. care of yourselves. Yeah. Read the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> bye bye. It's available online PDF. Oh really? Right, really. <laughs> Alright. Bye. 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 Welcome to the Revolution Now podcast. I'm Janvi. I'm Farrell. And through this podcast, we ask you, the listeners, to join us and to educate, to organise, and, and to agitate. agitate. Almost. <laughs>